1: Welcome to the Dr. Joe Show. Wow, that was really
2: nice, uh, Mark. I
1: love that. I like that's that. That's the new the thing. Dr. Joe The Dr. Show. Joe Show. You have questions, we have answers. Exploring who we are and why we do what we do. So what are we doing tonight, Dr. Joe?
2: Well, Mark, I think, you know...
1: We're I jumping think, the shark, aren't I we? I
2: think we are. I think it's time to tackle the NFL. <laughs>
1: Couldn't help oh, it. Oh, goodness it. gracious. Uh, mm-hmm. When I decided to be on this show with you, I had no idea that we would be going after one controversial ish- issue after another. You know, uh,
2: it's it's part of who we are as a radio show. WATD has a tradition of doing this. But, but it's looking at this thing in terms of the I am approach. Remember, guys, I still believe that everyone's doing the best they can at every moment it's an IM. Um, we're talking about this, this big controversy. The NFL, certain players have decided that they are going to protest not the national anthem, not the flag, but the words that the national anthem embodies, liberty and justice for all. And I think that's part uh, of what uh, what we're going to talk about tonight. So I'd love to hear from veterans. I'd love to hear from anybody who has an interest in football, anybody who has an interest in who we are as a United States.
1: Right. So let's, uh, let's take it back to last year. Okay. Colin Kaepernick. Yep. Is he Rosa Parks?
2: <laughs> that's, you know, that's a great analogy. Perhaps he is Rosa Parks. You know, wouldn't get off the bus. So why do you say that, Mark? What's well, I think
1: that's the people are trying to make that analogy. And for somebody to be the first, I get it. Uh, it takes a lot of courage. Uh, he obviously is the one who's going to take the most heat because now those that are protesting are somewhat nameless mm. unless they're part of your team and your child may wear their NFL jersey and it may upset you to a boiling point, then mm-hmm. they're not nameless. But that first person, Colin Kaepernick, yep. will be the one that goes down in history as the one who started this protest, he if will, you will.
2: He will go down on one knee. He, he will go true.
1: down on one knee. He actually started on his seat, ah. and it, then it went to the knee the Good next point. next week. But... Here's why I don't think Colin Kaepernick is necessarily Rosa Parks. Okay. Okay? Yep. He was in a press conference not long after the very first episode of the protest wearing a T-shirt of a man who in modern day would probably be deemed the biggest oppressor of human beings, Fidel Castro. Hmm. So for a man who is against systematic oppression, racial inequalities, unfairness in the liberty and the pursuit of happiness, why in God's name would he wear the shirt of a man who has oppressed so many people? Yeah. Because he's uninformed,
2: right? Uh, Yeah. Well, I hope that that's the reason. I mean, I... I I'm not sure whether he understood what he was doing, wearing a shirt like that, or Fidel Castro. But your, your point is, you're, you're feeling that he was not aware at a, in a more global level
1: of oppression in, in the community. Right. You know? So let's talk about the issue itself, okay? okay. Very divisive. Very divisive. Is it divisive or I'm divisive? Not, well, we let's can, talk about that. No, for we, can a be,
2: we can be divisive about it. But folks, this this really is a thing that is dividing up our country right. in a many in a, in a way that's not just the, you know, the American and the National Football League.
1: Correct. And many people were very very upset when this all started. Yep. I being one of them. Really?
2: What? No, what I was. Mean, I, I, I was? felt hey. that
1: as though that. Because it wasn't clear what they were protesting. Uh And I understand by definition protest is to make people uncomfortable. Right? To get their message out you have to make people uncomfortable. Otherwise you're not going to get your message out. The problem was in the beginning what was the message? Mm -hmm. And by not Well, by having Colin Kaepernick as your poster child for this issue, who was unable to communicate it effectively, put a lot of people in a position where they thought this is a joke and this is not a real protest. But as this started to formulate, and a lot of things have transpired over the last few days... Because the owners have met with the players' association, and there are leaders now involved from the players' perspective, not including Colin Kaepernick, he was not at the meetings on Wednesday. He's not a player anymore. Correct. Which we should probably, at some point, dive deeply into the whole collusion argument that he's putting forth now. Well, the
2: punishment, the punishment
1: of of his freedom of
2: speech, because that's what some people could consider that. He he has the right to protest, the right to say what he wants to say, and yet he's being punished.
1: And that's what I'd really love to hear from the veterans who have served our country so admirably, is did they do what they did so that people have the freedom to do this, or are they so upset that they're disrespecting what they've done? Because that's what it really comes down to with respect to those men and women who have served our country so honorably. So, uh, are you saying that that the
2: veterans, the veterans aren't the only ones though who are allowed to have an opinion on no, this no, and no, saying you know no. whether or not it's disrespecting our country no, or not? No, of course
1: not. not. No, but which which would not be freedom of speech? Right, right, correct. But I didn't serve. I didn't either. And. I would say that they definitely have a bigger dog in the fight Mm. than I do. Although, at first, it upset me dearly that they were, in my opinion, disrespecting the flag. And I think a lot of the, again, I want to go back and say that I, I don't think that their message was conveyed clearly. And I think it probably formulated, as time went on, Um, I don't think they necessarily had the the proper message in the beginning, but it formulated over time. But I also think that there was a lot of spokespeople for this protest that were saying some unruly, ignorant things, such as um, Hall of Fame receiver Shannon Sharp. He is now a a commentator. He's not on one of the bigger networks. I think he's on... uh, he might be on fox 1 or something like that. He's not on one of the bigger networks, but he his youtube clip is going viral because he quote said nobody fought for a piece of cloth. Huh. And he's just not thinking. Yeah. Because he's he's taking it in a literal manner. Very concrete that nobody actually fought for the piece of cloth. Well, they did. They did. It's and what it represents. Right. Right. What it represents.
2: But, but isn't there a background context as well that, that, that really we need to talk about about why Colin Kaepernick did this? I mean, there were other things going on socially in the country that really right. prompted him to do this.
1: So it was this time last year and um, that we were having some, some pretty well-exposed p- police brutality That's right. cases. That's Yes. And he was uh, standing up for them. In, by sitting down. By sitting down, exactly. Um, but again, I don't think his message was conveyed clearly. I think it's been much better conveyed over the last week, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, once the NFL really had to say, okay, we need to pay attention. Our ratings are down. Our admissions are down. Our fan base, our demographic, the American people, middle America is very upset. Anheuser-Busch is threatening to pull out, our major sponsor is threatening to pull out of sponsorship. We need to get in front of this one way or another. We're either gonna punish them and hold them down and force them to stand, or we're gonna get into a room and we're gonna figure this out. And that's what they did on Wednesday, and I think it was good. I think what has come of it now is that they understand one another now. And basically the players have said, we've been supporting all of your initiatives. Breast cancer, we've taken the month of October, we'll wear pink, we'll go overseas, we'll, we'll represent the NFL how you want us to, but you need to pay attention to what's going on in our communities. You need to help build back our communities. And they have. They've, they've um, set up some programs where... They're going into the communities, and the NFL has some real groundbreaking initiatives that are just starting to uh, hit the forefront now. Starting yesterday,
2: for what? For what, Mark?
1: Um, I I don't know exactly what they're doing. I saw a quick clip of uh, Roger Goodell, not a not a huge uh, fan of many people in our our region here, but mm-hmm. um, it was a good clip. He was coming out of the meeting, and and he said uh, that we're going to go in, we're going to do some workshops, and I who knows if it's just lip service but i doubt it i mean they really need to pay attention to their workforce right i mean this is a labor union after all right and they're going to be called on it if they don't deliver i mean
2: people it's very very visible nfl is Correct. very visible right hopefully my my very very dear friend kenny should be calling in is he is he on the air kenny are you there
0: i think so <laughs> i think so my buddy how are you
2: i'm so i am so honored that you have called in tonight folks I want to introduce you to Kenny from Zoom and and oh, Kenny
1: wow. oh wow oh
2: yeah <laughs> and, and and Kenny Kenny was in the first and second seasons of Zoom right Kenny Correct yeah
0: that's correct Yeah
2: two Emmy award uh, two Emmy awards and 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 the part for me that that was so exciting in retrospect we had no idea really what what we were doing or creating then but it was None really whatsoever. right. Uh, yeah. But you remember, 1972. Uh, what was going on in Boston? There was busing. There was all sorts uh-huh. of racial difficulty. Kenny, I, I'm, I'm so glad you're here. Mark, can you just tell us a little bit about about Kenny Pyers, who is honestly, guys, folks on the on the audience listening, this is one of my dearest, oldest friends. We have known each other for over what is it, 45 years now.
0: Uh yeah yeah well, I had to take off my socks and shoes and everything and I still didn't have enough <laughs> fingers and toes to count it up but
2: yeah and so t- tell us first where you where are you calling from Kenny
0: I am calling from Hampton Virginia
2: Hampton Virginia yes yeah, and sir. and you have had quite a remarkable career uh, since Zoom do you want to tell us a little bit about
0: it. Uh, well, I, you know, I don't know if I I, I would say blessed, um, but um, yeah, I uh, um, after Zoom, of course, I, I went down and I was in uh, Cape Cod and Falmouth, went to high school and and all of that, and it was kind of like figuring out what I wanted to do with my life, and um, some for some reason the Air Force popped in there, and I joined the Air Force in eighty um, one. Yes, joined and, the yeah, Air Force, and, and you I were. Did, uh, I ended up staying, liking it and all of that, and uh, did 28 and a half years. 28, 28 and, a half and a half years. years. Wow. And, and I
2: understand you achieved the highest enlisted rank of Chief yeah, Master Sergeant?
0: Yeah, that's correct.
2: Yeah. That's incredible. Thank you. First of all, Kenny, thank you yes, for your service.
0: Yes. Thank you, Kenny. And, yeah, oh, my pleasure.
2: And I know that, that you've been an independent benefits advisor for the last five years. So, So what are you doing with that?
0: Uh, yeah, I work for the Duck um, Affleck. So, uh, oh, the independent great. business advisor. We we help you know, businesses. Um, our target market is three to ninety-nine employees. Help them provide benefits to their employees, and it gives their employees a great uh, uh, discount on our products, and um, it, it's a tax savings for the uh, for the business owner.
2: So you're still helping people.
0: Yeah, and that, you know, and I did some other things prior to that, and that was the thing that drew me to what AFLAC is all about, and that's helping people.
1: Yeah. Did you do any other acting, Kenny, after the Zoom?
0: No, you know, I I didn't. um, And I kind of, that you know, that uh, it's still in my heart in a sense, um, but it just never, you know, never materialized. Once I joined the military, that, uh, um, you know, that, Went to my heart and then stayed there, and I had some great assignments and things like that. But um, um, but that you know that theater arts and, and acting and stuff has always has always uh, been there.
2: Yeah, and you were so good at it. And we, I mean, we had <laughs> you were, we had we had so much fun. I bet.
0: Yeah, we had a blast. We had a blast.
2: So I, so I've got a series of questions for you. The first okay. is is going way back when to the seventies. Um, where where were you living? When we were doing Zoom, because we did Zoom out of uh, out of Austin, WGBH Austin Studios mm-hmm. on Western Ave. Where were you living at that time?
0: Mm-hmm. I was living in um, uh, let's see, a little bit in Roxbury, a little bit in Dorchester.
2: Yeah, and and uh-huh. what was the experience like for you as a as a young African American male living in in Boston at a time where you know sometimes things were, were kind of rough for all of us.
0: Well, yeah, and um, I was part of a program called uh, METCO at the time, and what that did was is take some of us inner city um, kids and, and bus us out to some of the outskirts, places like Lexington, and some of those outer, and uh, we had host families, okay? And so you had inner city uh, African-American kids going out and staying with predominantly white families out there for, you know, like once a month couple of times a month, Um, and um, it was just a a program that, uh, um, you know, it was set up to try to, you know, open up communication and and all that kind of stuff as far, and during the 70s, well, you know, you know how things were at that point, and uh, in the initial stage of it, um, things were a little, okay, wait a minute, what's going on here, we don't like this, and then it turned out to be, hey, wait a minute, you guys are just like us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are. Yeah. You know, and everything worked
2: out. Yeah, and, and, and really that was part of what I think Christopher Sarson, who was the, the really the, the innovator and, and the executive producer of Zoom, uh, right. I think that's part of what he was maybe thinking of. I mean, Zoom was the first fully racially integrated show, but it was just kids.
1: Really? Yeah, it was right. just kids
2: yeah. being kids. The and writing kids. was by kids. Uh, you know, I mean, granted, adults were, were, you know, filming it, producing it, but everything went went through the kids, what was vetted, the songs, the the different bits that we did. It, it was a pretty remarkable experience.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Yeah. So and first, go I think that was sixth grade that, that I went to school in Lexington. I went to sixth grade in Lexington.
2: And then you moved to Falmouth.
0: Mm -hmm. And I spent there, graduated high school there. Um, And then, uh, like I said, joined the military about three years after I graduated high school.
2: Wow. And and that's part of why I I was so delighted that you were willing to to chat with us tonight. Because from your perspective, uh, as someone who Mm -hmm. has really served, 28 and a half years, I mean, that's, I'd like to say that it was more than half, my lifetime, but it's, it's not.
0: It's almost, almost more than half. My yeah, lifetime. yeah. You and me both. Right. <laughs> um, right.
2: What do you think about about our topic about the NFL, about Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> about all this? Where are you at with it?
0: Well, well, uh, uh, I will. I will. Per, I'll answer the question with a question. Starting off with a rhetorical question. Uh, in my mind, when did kneeling become a sign of disrespect hmm. and i'll answer that by saying that we kneel to pray to god yeah wow we kneel to kings and princes and and all those you know dignitaries out there so i'm not sure you know what happened i might have missed it but uh kneeling uh, um, you know is not a sign of disrespect in my mind now everything that has been going on is taking away from why colin kaepernick knelt in the in the first place okay it's not about the kneeling he's not disrespecting the military he's not trying to disrespect the flag he is trying to bring attention to what's been happening for many 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 years and it's just maybe come to the forefront here in the last you know, a few years, especially with a lot of the incidences has, that's been going on, um, to bring attention to if you and I were driving home at the same time, and we both got into the same traffic incident, okay, and law enforcement showed up, there is more of a high probability that I wouldn't make it home hmm. to be able to tell you about it than you. Yeah. Okay, so those are the facts, and there's enough, you know, uh, publicized uh, happenings out there that, you know, over the past few years that it, it's, you know, so he's trying to bring attention to that. Okay, uh, me as a, a former military person, um, and been places to where um, I'm proud and, and blessed to have been born in this country, okay? Um, it's, you know, I'm more offended by, you know, wearing some pants that are flag color because, you know, putting it around your body to me is more offensive than what Colin Kaepernick and, and the rest of the NFL are doing at this point in time. Again, they're not disrespecting, trying to disrespect the flag or anybody who served especially. Um, they're, uh... Expressing themselves freely, which is part of what the military does, is protect our freedoms to express ourselves. Yeah. Okay. You know, freedom of speech, freedom of expression, freedom of religion, and, and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it, it. I don't take it that way, and maybe you know, I'm not speaking for everybody in the military. Some people do maybe take it that way, but again, we're. I think it's more of a distraction from the real issue that uh, colin and everybody else in the nfl and some of the other sports now are are, are, you know have come on board to say okay yeah we have a real problem here um you know in our country we still love this country um you know and and i'd go back and do it again you know Mm -hmm. serve in the military or fight for this country if i need to but what am i fighting for i'm fighting for yeah those freedoms that we have in this country one of those being you know, freedom
2: of speech and choice and expression. Yeah, hey, and you say that you know so eloquently, uh, and you're right. I mean, I hadn't thought about that—the kneeling thing. Did, did You mark? I mean, I think that's
1: I, I had. I had seen that um, opinion written also, yeah. and it and it, it makes sense. It's it makes, a great point. It really does.
2: It makes because sense they're just
1: more. separating themselves from those that are standing. But Kenny, I'm I'm wondering. I mean, obviously, you still keep in touch with all of your. Um, Former military friends and and brothers and sisters, are yeah. they all in agreement with you on this, or are they are some of them pretty upset uh, you know,
0: Yeah, mo- most of my you know most of my counterparts are um, yeah yeah we're kind of looking at this like okay um, why <laughs> you know the other thing is why are we why are we spending more time worrying about what our you know professional athletes are doing versus you know, some violence that happened here in Charlottesville, Virginia. You know, we we, you know, we had a couple of lines there, and we're done with that. But yet we're we're stretching this NFL thing out about kneeling, and, you know, there's no violence involved in this or whatever they're doing. You know, it, so it, it just doesn't make sense, mm. hmm. in my opinion.
2: And, and I think that that is part of why all of this is, is so striking, Uh is there is still racism in the country. I mean, let's just be frank about it. There's still you know what? this division. Yeah, yeah,
0: Joe, and, and, you know, I was thinking about this earlier, and, and I was like, you know, you and I have known each other for, you know, 40-plus, 40 45-plus right. years. Yep. And I don't – I, you know, you and I are anomalies to where, you know, you're from South Africa. Yep. Right? That's right. And, yep. you know and, – and, a white man from South Africa and a black man from inner city uh, Boston, yeah. you know, um, and yeah, I still feel, you know, back in the 70s, we was probably politically incorrect. And unfortunately, we're probably still politically incorrect. So where have we gone in 45 years in this country?
2: I know. But, boy, we we had so much fun. We would, we would hang out in Harvard Square. We would go check out movies, Orson Welles back then. We did a lot of really fun things.
0: We did some you know, some stuff. We you, did. You know, yeah. I think, you know, I was trying to figure out why we were still friends. But, you know, I figured <laughs> because we, both like, <laughs> that, we that, both like lobster.
1: Thanks, Kenny. And,
0: and, and we both <laughs> eat uh, yogurt. So Yeah, know, um, you
2: know. yeah.
1: Kenny, did I did I hear you correctly? And I and I don't want to challenge you. I have not walked mm-hmm. one one uh, step in your moccasins, and I appreciate what you have uh, accomplished in your life. But did I hear you correctly in that you said we really haven't come very far in forty five years?
0: I, I I I don't feel that way now. I I felt better about it. Um, you know, maybe years ago and maybe the correct term is maybe we've come full circle again oh. back to a place where we don't need to be. Why? But no, I you know, really no, I don't because we're we're still dealing with some of those same issues and they're rearing their ugly heads again that were evident in the seventies, sixties, fifties, you know, you know, prior to that Americans, or that word Americans, defines one kind of race or whatever, and the rest of us are not Americans here, you know, whether you're whatever it is, Asian, you know, um, Native American, you, you mentioned that, and of course, there's a lot of Native Americans where I'm from in that area, in, in Cape Cod and Plymouth Rock and all of that kind of stuff, and um, you know so and you can take that further into okay who are the real Americans well you know the Native Americans that were here at that particular time so and of course Massachusetts has that history that's in there but now we're you know we've come to a point where there's a lot of issues and some of them are the same issues Uh, some of them are new issues that are starting to separate us again as people here. But why? Why? America.
1: Why is that happening, Kenny? That's that's what I'm trying. Okay. So let's dial a clock. Let's dial the clock back, yeah. even even just yeah. twelve years. Uh, you yeah. know, one of the one of the Bushes is in administration. This, there was still twenty four seven news. There was still uh, exposed TV, if you will. We weren't seeing these types of incidents on TV. There was ra- There was racial harmony, but now all of a sudden, it's in front of us constantly, and it's 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 confusing to me, and I and I, I from you know a, a person of color, a a man of of service, you know, I, I'm wondering at, at what point did we tip backwards if if that's what you're saying is is actually happening?
0: I I don't really believe we have tipped backwards um, in the sense that I think it's kind of always been there underlying. It's just that it hasn't been um, in the news and in a focal point here in in maybe in many years. And I I, I put it that way because of where we're at right now. Okay, we should be as a people far beyond worrying about what somebody's color is or their nationality or what country they come from or whatever, because um, the other point uh, that I wanted to make is I don't remember where the United States and this country stopped being great. Mm. Okay. When, when, you know, please tell me when that happened because I've been some places where, like I said earlier, that I'm, blessed to be born in this United States and we are still the greatest country in many things are, are you, except for maybe our dollar you know that's changed a little bit over the years but so when I, did we stop being great
2: so are you, so are you referring to a particular political slogan
0: that was <laughs> rallying people. Oh, okay. So you, you you want me to go there? Is that? No, what, no, 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 what no, I, no, no. no, no but, I, yes, I am. I, I, I'm not saying okay. I, I want you Why, to go there. You know, make but, America great again. Yeah. Okay. When did we stop being great?
1: Are you suggesting that we aren't no longer great?
0: No. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I want somebody to answer that question for me. When did we stop being great? Because as far as I'm concerned, you know, we have some of the best. Military, we have the best athletes. We have the best a lot of things, um, yeah. in the world. So, so when did America? Start well, it depends being on great. what
1: what defines great, right? Are we the are we the strongest military uh, okay. power and, right and, now? Are we the do we have the strongest economy? Okay. Yeah. I, you know, no,
0: that that's a good question too. What 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 does great mean? Right. Okay. So there's a lot of questions, statements, and things out there that are very vague and not, you know, not backed up as far as, okay, well, here's this and here's that and here's this, you know. So, um, but, you know, hearing that, it's like, okay, when did we stop being great? You know, so make America great again. All right. That, you know, insinuates that there's a point where we stop being great.
2: It's it's such an interesting slogan, really, because it it does create this image that somehow America has gone backwards, yeah. and that we are not the the power that we were, that we aren't the integrated community. Well, that ca- we that's were. a great that's a great it's point. It's really interesting. What what a, a, and I wonder. And again, this is me being shrinky. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I can't help it. As a psychiatrist, it happens. How do we feel about but, this? But but how does this how does this project our self image to the rest of the world well it depends if we what you're saying want. to the rest of the world yep you know what I, we didn't notice it but we're not as great as we were
1: well it depends on what your definition of great is are we the leader of the free world are we the dominant country that we once were and do we want to be that that's that's the i mean that's the real question so if your definition is the greatest nation, then we're the most feared nation, where a lot of people do not want to be known as the most feared nation,
2: right? And, and those are two different things. I mean, th- there is a difference between being respected and being feared, right? Being respected, for me, means that somebody sees you with remarkable value, right. and that allows you then to have a very trusting, meaningful relationship, whether it's between individuals or whether it's between nations whether it's between races, whether it's between religions, whether it's between sports teams. But, but fear, fear cripples a person. Fear alienates you. What, what is the motivation of biological fear in an animal? It is to run away right. because you do not think that you're strong enough to win. Anger is when you approach someone because you want to fight them because you know you can win. And you're gonna beat them down, but.
1: So are we the most respected nation in the country? I think we were. So when well, did by we some stop? People, when when did that stop, Kenny? I mean, when did you when did you exit the service? When was your last year of service?
0: Um, '09. Okay, October 09. And and yeah, I agree with Joe as far as if I had to choose between the two, I'd rather be respected than feared. Of course. Uh, and respected falls under a democracy not not you know not fear fear falls under that other stuff but okay, if you, so. if you
1: were there in for 28 years ending in 09 mm-hmm. was there a difference at the end of your service than say the beginning of your service on how you were received in other countries as
2: an african american
1: or as an a, as, as a, a military soldier. Uh, as an american soldier
0: mm. well that is, um, yeah, two, I mean twofold. I, I mean everything you know, you can look at history as far as the military and our our um, everything that happened over in Iraq and Iran and, and I right. did sometime in South Korea. Um, you know, so um, so yes, thing, things have, you know and us being in tune to some of the, you know, the other countries and our allies and those that want to be, A democracy and helping um, them—you know—those are things that you know we need to do, and that does gain respect. Okay, so you know, this latest—you know—pulling out of this deal here uh, overseas is—you know—that that that sends a message not only to uh, you know uh, Iran and those kind of folks, but to our allies too. We're you know we're looked at as let's be involved in world issues. And let's try to help those things and do those things that are going to one keep peace, you know, and then get those countries, you know, that need help where they need to the help. So yes, we are looked at as, as as that kind of country, along with others, you know, England and, and, and some of the others out there. Um,
1: so but not less so, present day than maybe in
0: well, 99. I I feel right now that that relationship is deteriorating. So so I think it's going to end up being, if it isn't now already, which I think it probably is a little bit less, um, that it's going to continue to spiral downwards.
1: And is that um, the last nine months or the last four years and nine months?
0: Hmm. <laughs> no, that's the last nine months. Let's, that let's we've, we've lost yeah, all of our... In my opinion, I'm going to give you the straight, honest opinion. No, that's the last nine months. Wow. No. Um, <laughs> because, all right, so here... The country, we're not a business. You cannot run this country like a business. Okay. You they, mean, it's not about ratings. You know, business-wise, mm-hmm. that I can, as the CEO of a company, I can say, "All right, this is the way things are going to be. Here's this. Here's that. Here's the rules. Blah blah blah." You cannot do that uh, politically.
2: Yeah, it's it's really been fascinating. Nine months. You know what? You know what else happens in nine months? like pregnancy and right.
1: having babies so i'm not sure what we're about to deliver do you think our current okay. president should be getting involved in this this conversation which conversation with the nfl with the, the nfl
2: yeah and the flag
0: no no well, i mean like i said earlier there's more important issues to to for him to be in than you know and that. You know, my other thought is, is okay. Uh, so the vice president showed up to a football game. When was the last time he went to a football game? Hmm. Okay, and really, how much does any of the fans care that he was there? And how much really does the fans care that he left? Um, you know, so you know that that. What poses what about the fact the that of okay, what what was that all about? You know, so...
1: what about the fact that the fans are upset and boycotting and not yeah. not going yeah, to the game in some
0: and, and some and that's because they they believe that you know America's not great you know it wasn't great before okay but again, they're not uh, you know how many of those fans really know what the issue of the kneeling and locking arms and all that is about um, and and obviously you mentioned it earlier about the NFL's decision here. You know, if it was such a issue, you know, with the NFL, they would have just said, okay, well, let's, you know, you all of you guys need to stand for the for the national anthem, which, okay. Uh, but, but well, I think we they can... tried that.
2: But do you, do you, do you think that that the the focus on the flag and disrespecting the country is a way to deflect from the real issue? Which is Definitely. that a certain population no doubt. of no our doubt. country Definitely. are disrespected?
0: No, no doubt whatsoever. Again, like I said, we're spending more time on this than we have on some of the violent stuff that's happened racially uh, here in the past. You know, he made a couple of comments about Charlottesville, Virginia, and all of that stuff that happened there, and you know, the car running in and driving over people and all that stuff. He, you know, a couple of questions now. What? How many twitters and? all this other stuff, and I just saw something today about uh, uh, some kind of petition, okay, that he's, he's come out with, you know, uh, against this National Anthem stuff and all this. Okay, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, that that's more important than the tax bill and, and, and the Affordable Care Act and all this other stuff that we've got going on that, okay, you want to come out with a petition now.
1: Well, in a, in a sense, he's bringing exposure to the issue, though whether he's intending but you're to or right. not.
0: And that's correct. There is that that is okay. It is bringing some more attention, you know, people. But I don't know if it's bringing the right attention to it. But, but is that I
2: mean? is that also part of what's happening? Again, you know, my psychiatrist hat goes on. Um, oh I'm the, on the couch? <laughs> right. I'm
1: on it every week, so right. get used to it, Kenny. You know, okay, okay, all right. There,
2: <laughs> there is something called the unconscious, right, which is where these things are brewing around in our minds and we are not always aware of them. Uh, but I'm not convinced that that's part of what's happening here. I, I think that that this underbelly of the United States has been there all along, and is now being exposed, and is being, you know, spoken about. And we need to we need to look at it this way, from from my point of view. Again, from
1: you know, the that I, underbelly is the the is, folks that discriminate.
2: Yeah, and, 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 and my, my feeling is this: look, when, when you really look at this from from an I am lens, because remember, the I am doesn't pick and choose what's good and what's bad. It's just saying let's try to understand what's happening without judgment. If there is racism, and of course there is, let's try to understand that and try to, instead of saying, oh, you know, racists are bad and these people are bad, the reality is it's here. How are we gonna manage it? We're dealing with, you know, and, and I don't wanna compare what, you know, marijuana to racism, but but the reality cool. is that in in, in in Marshfield now, I know, I know it's- We've really I, jumped I, I, no, 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 I'm gonna way. get there. I promise, I promise, I'm <laughs> gonna bring it back, I promise. In Marshfield, uh, there was a vote on in town meeting th- that was to, to say there could be no marijuana shops uh, in Marshfield. And that vote was voted down. So there will be marijuana shops. Okay, so the question is, it's not a good thing, a bad thing. It's a why thing. So there are people who have strong opinions. And rather than dismiss those opinions, if we dismiss them, that's disrespect. That's begins the, the whole cascade of fear, and we're never going to get anywhere. So I'm not agreeing with one person or the other. I'm just trying to understand it. So Kenny, from, from your point of view, you know, as, as a person who has served in the military, African American, who, whether people want to admit reached millions of people with Zoom, because Zoom was different. We, we reached millions of people. With the, with the message of respect and value. That's what Zoom was about. It, it was catapulted at a time in the United States when the, when the racist crisis was in full bloom. It was happening, and there's this group of kids playing with each other, mixed races, no question about, they're just people, kids playing with each other. That was the message of Zoom, right, Kenny? I mean, that's what we did.
0: So yeah, 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 and 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 Dr. Joe. Um, yes. Here's what I would would uh, let me give you an experience I had real quick. Um, early on, when I first joined the military, and actually I was it was in basic training. So this is 1981. Great um we uh, we were together, you know going through and, and all you know different kinds of races whatsoever um, but there was this one kid, and he said it to me that was there uh, white, white kid, and he was from somewhere in the middle u s and he had not seen a black person before in his life before coming to basic training, hmm. okay, so you know we spent a little time together, whatever, and we're in the we're in the dorm there and he says to me and i say verbatim he says you know what you guys are just like everybody else and i was (laughs) like yeah what did you expect
2: what a great story uh,
0: so so with that i'll uh, transfer into racism is taught in my opinion and in my mind okay why because kids Before they know anything, they don't care what color you are. They look at you and go, oh, there's another kid. I can play. I can do this. I can do that. Which, you know, us as Zoomers or whatever and our family upbringing and all that kind of stuff, once we got together, we were there to do a show. And, you know, we didn't care which one. And even if we did at that particular time or going before going into it, it didn't show i didn't you know get that from anybody else and we had all you know all sorts of races and everything that were thrown together and we, we we bonded because we had a mutual thing to bond on and we did what we did and then you know we moved on and we're still all friends today and and not just the first season the second season the third season zoomers because we are part of something that was the same and we're familiar with us. So taking that to the bigger picture of America, why can't we do that as Americans? I agree.
1: Why can't we all just zoom, zoom, zoom? I'm why telling can't
0: you. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. we, you know, a little bit more than that, but why can't we just just you know meld together and say, Yeah, we're American but haven't and, we Oh, by the way, let me just point this out, Puerto Rico is they're Americans that they were there too, so I'm not yep. sure where we lost that track.
2: Yeah.
0: Either. You know, which again, I pull it back to where we are now. Now we're I I'm almost I'm not ashamed now, but I'm I'm becoming kind of embarrassed based on what's going on right now to be, you know in this country. Okay don't get me wrong I'm still proud and and I'm still feel that I'm blessed but with everything that's going on right now we are not looking good uh, as far as the rest of the world okay so if we're supposed to be that that power and that structure and you know we got our allies out there their confidence in us is waning but Kenny
1: on a day-to-day basis I, I have to come back to this over the last 40 years I mean do you do you not think that we've advanced and diluted these these racists from from yeah, the community I mean, I mean the local yeah, we, communities I mean, I'm not talking yeah, about we, media in,
0: in some cases but I I don't know if it's you know if it's advanced to where
1: but don't you think a lot it's of this
0: not as obvious anymore or you know, really? technology or you know I'm not sure what the mix is or, or, or here's here's the bottom line I feel that we should be farther more advanced than we are at this particular time right now
2: you know what folks we, we are just about out of time this is clearly not a black and white answer sorry I couldn't resist that no. I couldn't okay. resist it it's not a black white answer Kenny thank you so much for being our guest this is a Dr. Joe show thanks Mark Dr.
1: Joe yeah.
2: show